Bar Talk is an online docuseries where every week we film a new pair of friends catching up at a local bar in New York. We don't ask any questions, and the direction and scope of the conversation is entirely up to our guests. You can watch the episodes in their original form on YouTube. Like, I'm not religious per se, but you'll be making me believe in a god. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Like, there's no way there's... That's actually, like, the funniest thing you've said. But that's what makes you you, you know? And your art that you do. It wouldn't be the same if you were loud, you know? Like, you would just be totally, yeah. I feel like we wouldn't get along if you were loud. (laughs) But anyway, cheers again to us. Cheers to life. To life. Over a warm martini. Yeah. And I don't know, I feel like we live in a really, really weird time. We, we right live now. in a society. We live in a society. And the people are not in the interests of the society. Yeah. And capitalism is the devil for sure. But right. I do get mad. I will admit. I get mad when, like, people have, like, the means to, to make art without having to worry about money. Yeah. But I'm, like, I'm not, I don't know. No, Carry it's on. a valid, valid frustration. It's tricky, because I feel on one hand, like, yeah, fuck people with money who can do whatever they want, because usually they don't do interesting things. And, mm. you know, it, it's often a wasted resource, but at the same time, it's like, if you, if you were to make a ton of money out of the blue or like from your art you know would that would that change who you are would that change what your art stands for but I guess it depends you know if you come from that already I guess I'm just thinking of it in a place where like I wish I could devote all of my time and time is money and money is time and I just get mad that I can't fully focus my time on my art because I know that it would speed up the process tenfold. Yeah. Open E on threes and ones? Yeah, so Open uh, was a teenage I don't like black olives. I know you do. 
Can you eat the whole thing or is there a seed in There's it? There's probably a pit in it, but... <laughs> There's a pit in all of us, a bottomless pit in all of us. Let's talk about that. Let's unpack it. Oh, my martini is getting warm now. To just finish it. Yeah, I've never met someone like you, obviously, that I feel so connected to and I feel like it's literally like for our whole life and the next life and the next life. Truly. Yeah, it's funny because I don't feel like... Um, and also, like, let me add one more thing. I just feel like our vision for what we want out of life and what we want to bring to the world is so aligned. Yeah. No, I think you've definitely brought a lot of purpose to my life. I think like when, like I was talking about earlier, when we met, I was feeling very jaded and, and very lost. And, and you were all about, you know, your, your mantras of love and, and manifestation and like getting what you want. And you would just speak things into existence. And it kind of blew my mind how you could just like say something and then it would happen. And I just watched it unfold in front of me for like a month after month. And I don't know, I, sometimes I feel like we sound crazy, like saying these sort of like affirmations, especially to other people who like aren't so uh, wired in that way and tapped into it. And like, you know, especially for people who are more negative, but like, it's crazy because I, I feel like you really changed my outlook on life. And since then, like everything just, you know, happens as as we say it's going to. Donna was talking about how we should go to her psychic. Here? In Chicago, but apparently she does like remote calls. But then she was also like, you should probably just find. I want to do a medium reading in the city. But I feel like there are. Well, a psychic reading. No, I want medium. Yeah. I want to talk to Andreas and Stanley and my grandma. Right. But I just feel like they would give me the answers. I don't think we sound like crazy though. It's just true. What even is absinthe? It's a herbal like liqueur. Is it like very it's alcoholic very, or something? Extremely alcoholic. It's more than moonshine? Probably. I'm oh, when Stanley gave us moonshine. Never again. I miss those drinks. Dude, there's like no, yeah. Like his drinks made me feel so good. And I just can't explain it. Yeah. I, I can't explain him to anyone that didn't meet him. I know. It's like weird to talk about him now because yeah. like you never, I, to describe someone like in the past tense like feels really strange yeah. and especially someone like that it's hard to like put into words yeah um, yeah like i don't know because after since he passed and and people have been like oh my god i'm so sorry like you know what like they would ask about him and i would be like i you know it's just like what do you yeah. say <laughs> Especially about someone who's like a pharmacist and a DJ and... It's just also the way that he one. saw so much in us. 
And like the way that we met him in the last year of his life. Yeah. When did you meet him? When you When I started working at Cafe Forgot. So like I knew him for like a year. Yeah. And he was like literally a second father to me. Yeah, I know. He was like the community father to everyone. I don't even remember the first time that I met him. Like I don't either, and that's why it's like special because yeah. like our relationship. I just felt like it was like it, it was, always was. Yeah, it always know? was, like and it always will be. Go see him, and he would play his music in the shop. He was just like, like us. He was just like us. And I feel like I try to embody that every day. Yeah. Well, that's why I feel like it's important to keep creating. Yeah, for, him, for sure. You know, like, and not letting it his death be in vain mm -hmm. and feeling like he is still living through us in a way you know yeah like it, it really is uncanny how like just before he passed he was talking about how important it was that we pursued music and like you know he was really helping you learn bass and being like I have hit songs for you guys to write like that I've written and just the way that that all happened like weeks before his death you know it really feels like um, significant like yeah. there was something more going on there like an outside yeah like course. subconsciously he like he yeah. had this sense that something was yeah I believe that happen and he knew that he needed to encourage us like and really drive the, the point home that like it was so important that we continue making music and you know even my last text with him was about like your progress and like uh, the band's progress and it was like him giving his like unwavering support and it feels so special yeah. And we need to keep making music. For sure. We are. For sure. Uh, yeah. We've been given this celestial gift of life. And like, so I'm not going to work a full-time job. I'm just kidding. But I'm... <laughs> I just like feel like the point of life is to have fun. That's the secret, is to have fun. Yeah, truly. And like, that reminds me of Andreas. Yeah. And I just feel like I try to embody him in a lot of ways. That was one of the things, like, he just linked me to so many people that I love and cherish. Yeah. And I want to be that for other people. Yeah, well, I think, again, that's, like, one of your really beautiful qualities is, you know, you see the best in people and you take the best from people and you spread it outwards and, like, the way that you were able to do that with a friend who has passed, you know, like that's, I think, the highest form of, um, like, respect that you can give to that person. And something that Stanley told me, if I can remember correctly, is like, true happiness lies within the ease and flexibility at which you can move through change. And what else would you be doing? nothing <laughs> exactly they I feel like they both passed and pushed this message 
Yeah, it's weird. To us and to you, like, to create, to make music, to follow that. And, like, even before their passing, you know, it was something that was, like, very prevalent. You know, like, they knew something we didn't know. Yeah. And that's not coincidence. Yeah. You know, like, you can't look at it like that. Like, there's your instance of fate right there. I feel like lately I've been thinking a lot about the butterfly effect. And like, me too. Wait, really? Because yeah, me too. Yeah, because I just watched a, a good film that talked about that. It's like the Three Colors trilogy. It's like a French film. And it all pertains to the French flag. So there's like blue, blanc, rouge. It's like blue, white, and red. And there's three different films. But um, Wait, say that again in French? Blue, blanc, rouge. Okay. And... Nate and I just went and saw, uh, we had been seeing the all three and we just watched Red. And that one pertains to the butterfly effect. And like, it, it takes place in Paris and it's about this woman. And um, it kind of follows the life of like her and this other man. And they live right next to each other. They like live across the street and like, you know, in the middle of Paris. and. They don't know each other, they never cross paths, yet they're like constantly like, I mean they do cross paths but they don't know each other yeah. and they never like interact, but they're constantly like in the same places and I don't know, I think it's really interesting to think about how like really small decisions and you know like lead into these bigger things in life and how there are so many people out there that you probably haven't met yet, yet have been around. You know, New York is, it's actually a really small city. The world is so and, small. And we all probably know each other more than we realize. And it's funny to think about like the serendipities that happen in the city and like how you probably are, you know, like looking over your shoulder at someone that means nothing to you right now, but like will be very significant. Will mean everything to you tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's just a really, again, it's like one of those things that makes you realize like life isn't that serious. And it's. I just think life is such a gift and like to be alive at the same time as you is crazy to me. It really is. Like I'm not religious per se, but. You'll be spiritual. making me believe in a god. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, there's no way. There's. That's actually like the funniest thing that you've said. Like, <laughs> you'll be making me believe in God. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of them. I think that, you know, the thing that we always talk about is like our purpose in life is to spread love and beauty. And like, you know, that's why we make things. That's why we make our. I just want to change the tra trajectory of someone's life. In a negative way. <laughs> no. In a worse way. No, of course not. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's all we have. Like, I mean, I feel like we sound like a broken record at some point. But, like, it's like, what else are you going to talk about? The weather? <laughs> no. Like, the economy? I don't Who care. Cares? I don't watch the news. I can't. <laughs> but poverty. I, like, I just want to bring beautiful things to 
the people that are in my reach. You're the court you love. About and you generation. showed me that too. Like you made me believe in myself a lot. Stop. It's true. I haven't done anything. <laughs> just a little You've boy. observed and told me. Observed. That's more than. I've just watched <laughs> from afar. No, you definitely have helped me a lot in my life. And you, me. And that's what friends are for. Facts. It all comes back to love. Literally. <laughs> I feel like we're on a date right now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, are we going to kiss? <laughs> like, we're about to make out. Unless. Cut the cameras. Done. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> Get another drink of me. It's funny how a lot of people think we're like literally a couple. It doesn't surprise me. If you look at the way we talk to each other, that I offer you the olives from my oh, martinis. Sh- thank you. But I think that's a sign of any good friendship, you know. But you're, if you're not in love with somebody. But also, you're also setting the standard for my next partner. No, deadass, because you've loved me more than like a lot of partners I've ever. Stop. So it sets like a higher standard and I'm very bad at setting boundaries and setting standards but you definitely showed me like (laughs) that that is out there and that exists and I shouldn't settle upper yeah I mean the same get things out of it? Yeah. That's really cool. You got the absinthe drink? It's so cute. Mm-hmm. The melancholy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy. Thank you. <coughs> Jewelry. Earrings. Tokens. Oh, you gotta get tokens at the bar. It's only for earrings? I find more now than ever. I feel like walking down the street, I get really, I don't know what word I would like, triggered at the fact that like everyone is so the same. And that people like, I feel like more than ever want to fit in, look a certain way, do a certain thing, and 
I don't know. It's like I feel like we we live in a time that is really focused on this idea of being like homogenous and popular. Like everyone wants to be known, but like for being like everybody else and. You know, you walk through the streets of like, especially in certain parts of the city, and like everyone looks identical, and like you see people, you know, making their like little vapid TikToks or like video, I I don't know, like things like that, and I'm like, ugh, it kills me. Like I feel like a lot of people have lost their sense of individuality, and I think it's such a horrible way to live your life. I and I think it's like a sickness that a lot of people follow yeah. and wanting to be like wanting to have like notoriety in I hate to say like mediocrity but like a lot of the time that's what it is it's like what are you really bringing to the table other than you know something really empty mm -hmm. like, what is that really contributing yeah, yeah that's what I look like in the I, age of the influencer I find myself always coming to back to the question of why why like yeah. why why is it relevant why are you doing it yeah I don't know if it's like a I think a lot of the times I also feel like I'm like failing as like a creative I yeah. feel like I'm failing because I'm not good at like pretending well that. that's like the biggest point of contention I find that I have in in what we do is like you want to have a presence you know like you want people like you're making art you're making things you're making music whatever it is for the sake of myself to, yourself but like wanting to also like share that experience with other people yeah. yet it's like okay you have to post that you know like you have, you have and to it's capitalize like, it oh, you have to capitalize it gets gross you know and but I it's also that. just like we all have to make money like it's not a choice yeah. it's but just the, the society comes back to this it comes back to the society but it's like it's it's we really live in a society when you think about it how like it you is know sick. when you when you bring passion into something that you have to capitalize on, it taints it and it ruins it. And like, in my so experience, it's like I've been like laughed at for having pure intentions. And it's like, right. why? Like, why? That should be the point. Exactly. But it's not. But it isn't. But it's. It's the way that I don't care that that's not the point. I'm still going to follow my intentions. I'm yeah. still going to be true to myself and I'm not going to let the outside world harden my heart. And I'm yeah. not going to make it like create an ego for me. Because yeah. that's what capitalism does for a lot of people is create an ego. And I don't yeah, fuck with it. Because well, at the end of the day, you have to you know, rationalize it and think like, okay, if Instagram, like, if the internet were to shut down tomorrow, if Instagram were to delete, take itself off the app store or whatever, it's like, well, what would you really have? If all your followers were gone, like, would you still have a, a sense of identity? Would you still be making yes. things? Would you still yes. be creating? Or, like, was it all just for these, like, made-up numbers, you know?
I mean, the numbers don't matter to me, but I do think Instagram is a tool for a lot of creatives. Even me, like that's how I reach oh, yeah, the course. people. I'm, and I'm not saying I was born in the wrong generation. I think I was born in the right exact time. Like everyone in my life is who I'm supposed to be with. But yeah. the secret is to just discover ways where you can do that without without selling out. Without selling you out. Know, that's yeah. the thing. Is so many people are sellouts. They're inauthentic. They do things without asking why. Without you know, intention. Without intention. And it all comes back to that. It's like, there's so much vapid media out there. There's so much, you know, meaningless content. The world mm. doesn't need more of that. You know, the world doesn't need to see your Zara haul, <laughs> what you made for dinner. You know, like, it's, it's all so... At some point, it becomes really meaningless, and you have to ask yourself, like, why am I doing it? But I do love the idea, and I've always subscribed to the idea of romanticizing your everyday life. Because, as I said, love is like a really big meaning for my life. And I yes. think romanticizing things is vital for carrying on through all the hardships we yeah. face. One of the first times we hung out, you read me Sylvia Plath poems. No, Do you remember Anne, that? It was Anne Sexton. Oh, it was Anne Sexton. It was Anne Sexton. I was on shrooms and you were reading me Anne Sexton. Yeah, I remember the poem too. Which poem was it? It the, was... The dog one? Your face on the dog's neck. How does it go? I, that one I don't have memorized, but... It's essentially about Anne Sexton writing about her husband who um, doesn't pay her enough attention. And she's writing about how he is with their, the family dog and like is lying on the dog and, and petting her and, and giving her like all of this love. And she's spiteful of the dog because she feels like she'll never be the dog and she'll never have that sense of um, like love and admiration from him yet he so like admirably gives it to this like flea covered animal and it's funny that I remember that that was the poem that I first read to you when we first met it was in the the Jane Street Garden. <laughs> we sat in that like little triangular park. 
reading poetry. Why did you bring that up? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was important. It was very important. Because I just felt like I could just be myself yeah. around you. And I don't have to pretend who True. I am. That is funny because I feel like that was one of the very first times we hung out and we were just like very open with each other and I was like, okay, I'm going to read you some poems now <laughs> about like really heavy subject matter and you were like, okay. And then you were like taking pictures of them and like I was reading them out loud to you. It was like very personal. Yeah, we had only like hung out a couple of times and like I don't feel like I've had an experience like that with really anyone but it was like a very significant moment. And it was also right next to that like French bakery and we went and got like croissant and like brought it to the park and like had like a nice afternoon. It's really funny too, because I don't feel like that is something I would do like with other people, you know, like it's not, it's like kind of out of character for me. Like I feel like that was a very personal thing I think from the get-go, we were always very comfortable with each other. Like, once we had a one-on-one -on -one with each other, it was over. Like, I didn't have to pretend to be someone I wasn't. True. It doesn't feel like it was real, you know? Like, I feel like I've just always known you. Yeah. Like, it's funny to think there was a time that we met and, like, started spending time together. Yeah, I know, right? So romantic. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just <laughs> Unless Wouldn't be the first time And it won't be the last I'm a butterfly Taking my time I'm a skeleton